Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic edition of the Photography Bar podcast. Here we are now, uh, approaching our one-year anniversary, and I'm joined by Cam Hello. and Mark. Guys, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, you, Mark, Robert, all good? Yeah, well, all good, thanks. all good. Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. all good, thank you very much. You know what, guys, I've actually managed to uh, listen to a couple of our podcasts, the recent ones. Oh, yeah. um, fan of the show, Mark? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah I found that. I've actually found. I've subscribed eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, turn yeah, on yeah. tune in. <laughs> turn on tune in. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it quite. I find it quite strange listening to myself um, on on the podcast. But um, but yeah, the, the reason I thought I'd, I'd bring that up though is because actually, Cam, I wanted to <laughs> I say pull you up, but just there's a comment you made um, on the on a previous right. episode. Um, <laughs> oh uh, I think it was the one we had Jeff on, and he said right. about if you were to do everything again, mm. you would have started with management, like business management, before yeah, going yeah, into yeah. photography. I remember that comment? Yeah, and I thought that's. Quite. I was really thinking about it, and I thought that's quite odd because there's no way I would have done it that way round. Because you know, when I was studying, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a photographer. I didn't want to be a business guy. Uh, you know, my passion was the art of photography. photography yeah. Really. So yeah, yeah, I just thought I would query that one. Oh right, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm talking about in hindsight and the way. I think a lot of that comment's got to do with the way the world has changed, uh, and the way that uh, the photography industry has changed. I got into photography because. Initially, when I was at school, I wanted to do photojournalism. That's what I wanted to do. But that actually developed more into a, a career, more so with a photographer, but more into photography from, you know, from photojournalism. From photojournalism, sorry. Um, so from then, from photography, that was all I wanted to do. I never thought about I wanted to work for myself. I never thought that I wanted to have my own business. I just wanted to be a photographer, and. Um, not even sure what area of photography that I wanted to go into. Because when we were at school, the photography wasn't an option. And no, it wasn't for me either. No, but luckily we, well, there was a little small group of us at, at, at school and we made it an option because our art O-level group, um, there was a small group of us, four or five, and we were interested in photography. So we spoke to the art teacher and said that this is what we want to do. And he said, in actual fact, there is an old enlarger that the school had years ago, but it's never been used. And he actually helped us um, put together or transform a small broom cupboard into a dark room where we had an, an enlarger. Oh, cool. And the great, <laughs> the funny thing was, is we used to have a triple lesson of art every Monday morning, first thing Monday morning. So our lesson would be going out to take photos. So four or five of us wouldn't go into school first thing on a Monday morning for the first oh, three lessons. That's an easy start out, to the week, yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> we'd be going out taking photographs at. Uh, but were you road. actually take? Were you actually taking pictures? Uh, yeah, no, actually we were, but it was it was great. It was it was a bit like bunking off, but you know you you yeah. do it. Really <laughs> yeah, but um, well, I suppose that's, that's the thing, isn't it? And mm. that, that's that's why I kind of wanted to sort of pull you up on it. You were doing something. I mean, that that's a great example of why I I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it the other way around, go business mm. first, because you say it was bunking off, but it wasn't. You were doing something you enjoyed, which is why it felt like bunking off. Oh, it's because fantastic. photography is such an amazing thing to, to get involved with, and it's something mm. that. I personally enjoy you. You guys do, obviously, too. Um, so you say it was bunking. I mean, you weren't. You were, you know, no, we it were was doing, good fun. Yeah, to be, it's to be fun. fair, That's... sometimes actually going out on different jobs feels like bunking off as well, doesn't it? You <laughs> yeah, think, well, it does. Yeah. Getting paid to, we're actually getting paid to do this. This <laughs> is crazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the great things about it. But uh, you know, out of it, I've got my own level art. That's what I got out of it. And, yeah. uh, and But the world has changed. And what I mean by that now is, you know, where back then it was... I'm going, to, I'm going to get into photography. I'm going to get a job in photography. That's what it was. I didn't know what it was going to be. And mm. I mean, I even looked at cruise ship, going out on the cruise ships and doing photography and I applied yeah. for it. Applied for a police photographer, as a police photographer, various jobs that I'd applied for and got mm. into. And it I was didn't know you did police, a police application. No, I didn't. I did, I did do an application. But it was, it was I rejected. seriously considered the army oh. as well with uh, photography. Right. Yeah. Did but I didn't fancy the soldier side of it. Yeah. So. yeah. And um, <laughs> so anyway, it, you know, and, and that led me to a real sort of commercial background. And then I got introduced to a wedding photographer and carried on sort of doing both. And I had lots of different, studying lot, lots of different areas. So I was really mm. fortunate, but it was always, I'm going to get a job in photography. These days, it's very different. These days, it's, I want to work for myself. Um, I'm going to go and do a course and I'm going to set up my own business. Hey, you know what? I, I'm quite good at this. I can take pictures. I'm going to set up my own business. I'm going to go off Are you and do sure that's the way it is, though? I think that's the thi- I think a lot of people do think I like know. that. I, I mean, I suppose... It's entrepreneurial. It's, it is entrepreneurial yeah. now. 
And I think people more and yeah. more people look to work for themselves than ever before. And I don't necessarily think that's the right thing, um, but it's just the way that people, it's just the way that the world has become. Do you, do, what, do you not agree with that? Do you still think? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I think if you're, to, 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 to have, like, I don't know, to, to create a job for yourself or, or to sort of form a career in, in the arts, which is essentially what photography is based in, mm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a visual style of communication or, you know, it, you could go fine art photography or whatever. Um, you've got to have a passion for it, really. I, 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 it wasn't like I went, okay, I've got to think of something. I'll, I'll just do photography. It wasn't that. Mm. It was, I, I, you know, I thought I was going to be a graphic designer at one point. And mm. then I found photography and I was like, no, forget the graphic designing stuff. I want to be a photographer. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would I've probably, I think I've said it before on the podcast, I, I would be far happier if I had a really well-paid photographer's job self-employed blah, blah, but they, they don't exist yeah <laughs> you know they don't exist um but well after a certain part obviously there's, there's people like so you know, did, did you mean as an employee do you mean, Mark, as, do you mean employed by somebody as an employee mean? right yeah right yes yeah uh, and what i mean is why that you know you could you could work for venture or you could work for another photographer or, or whatever but there's going to be a time where you have to go out on your own because <laughs> there is a ceiling in in your, your pay for example mm. um, and unless you want to go into sort of some sort of management and, and all that kind of stuff mm. which didn't interest me I want to take photos for a living mm. that's all I want to mm. do because I love yeah. photography I want to mm. take photos for a living and the only way I can do that is now to be my own business it wasn't like I want to be my own business ne- right. never never mm. wanted to do that so I um, did a business course um, just a, a part time business course but this was years after I actually set up and then I found that um you know, there were limitations into into my knowledge of running a business. and yeah. But my my comment back, you know, going back a couple of weeks, you know, when we were talking to Jeff was really the way that, that I've just seen how things change. I think if you want to set up a, a successful photography business, you've got to be probably stronger in business than you've got to be at photography um, because you can, depending on what aspects of photography that you can go into, because... Mm-hmm you can find a market for yourself, even if you're not the best photographer in the world. You know, if you, you know, even if you, you know, you know you've got your limitations, you know what your limit is and what type of work that you want to be chasing. The hardest thing I always say is finding the work. The easy thing, I say easy thing to do is, you know, the, the, the easier thing to do is to actually go and do the job once you've actually got it. And so Robert, I know that from a lot of jobs that we go out and do with perhaps, it maybe it's something new to us, but we'll research it and we've got, a lot of experience to know how to tackle a new job but then when it comes to business even though I've been going for so many years you know my my business knowledge is still hugely lacking and you know I'll be the first to first to admit that and that's why actually working with uh, for photographers to a lot of photographers to work with a mentor like somebody like Jeff I think is a really good opportunity I, I think it's an opportunity that people shouldn't just dismiss um, but then again there is so much sort of content out there online where you can mm. research so much stuff but i get confused with so much stuff that's out there you've got you know you've you've got all of these people online saying you know this is how you, you know you want to this is what you should be doing to market yourself and now i don't want to go into that as a i don't want to just become to business related chat it's purely about why we got into photography but but my comment mm. was really more about that i would do it slightly differently but my love was for photography i got into photography yeah. because that's what i wanted to do i wanted to be well, a well, photographer that's the and bit I'm challenging, the really, because yeah. you wanted to be a photographer, right? Mm. I mean, and, and if when you're young, you're not going to suddenly think, oh, well, I should really think about the business side of mm. things first. No, you want to create work. You mm. want to create whatever it is that you're, you're creating. Mm. And I suppose the difference really is if it's if you want to be an owner of a photography business or you want to be a photographer, I suppose the only analogy I can really think of it is if you want to be a chef or you want to be a restaurant owner. And there's a difference. I could see myself being a restaurant owner. I could never be a chef because I yeah. haven't the first clue on how to be a chef. Sure. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose it's like the that. same thing. Yeah. Can I jump in with something there, guys? Mm. Yeah. Because um, I think that what you're... I get what Cam's saying and I also get what, what you're saying, Mark. It's a bit like um, what came first, the chicken or the egg, the passion or the mm. business, you know, <laughs> for a really bad analogy that I'll throw in there. <laughs> but... Um, but I think actually it would be good that if you're learning photography at A-level, GCSE, if they do it at GCSE, I don't know, mm. um, 
and above, you know, HNC, HND or degrees, etc. I think that it would be good for all of those levels of qualification to include the business side of photography more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got the creative side. And I, when I was learning, I loved, I loved the courses that I did, had a great time, learned a hell of a lot on those courses. Um, but I do think it would be good for, a, a, say, you know, a quarter of that course or even perhaps a bit more, I don't know, to be very much more business oriented, you know, insurance, mm. marketing, that sort of stuff. Because I think in this this modern digital age now, it's not a case of putting your, your name in the yellow pages and or having a shop front, yeah. etc. People yeah. work from home, work remotely, whatever. And I think you need to be able to market yourself online now. And that's an area that I think is... I think I think it's I think it's unfair to say it's been overlooked. I think it's actually just evolved, and even over the last ten years, or since even since I was in education and I finished in twenty thirteen, um, it's probably evolved even more then because Instagram was fairly new at that point as well, and it's mm. gotten to a point now where it's probably even more important to know that stuff. Where yeah, perhaps you, in two thousand and ten it probably wasn't so much. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I I I sort of reinforce that everything that you said there well it pains me as much as it does to, to totally agree with everything that you just said it was a very good <laughs> comment okay no i think you're right and i think maybe if i go back to my comment i think my advice is probably for perhaps people coming into the industry that mm. i think you know i want to be a photographer but i think you've actually also then got to say actually if i want to be a photographer then unless uh, then unless my plan is to go and work for somebody like going to the army going to the police be a medical photographer and actually work for something in a particular industry, then the chance are you are going to want to possibly, the chance are you're going to want to set up your own business these these days. Because you hear it all the time, people saying, oh yeah, I, you know, I could do this as a business. I know it's a lot of the time, it's a throwaway comment. But when it does come to A-levels, HNC, H&D, I think the business aspect should be, you know, possibly even half of, of, mm. uh, of, of the actual curriculum. Because I think what um, you're sort of saying, Cam, really is, is that you wish in hindsight you learnt more business when you were starting out in photography. Yeah, but you know, I wouldn't, but at the same time, I wouldn't change anything because I love doing what I do. And yeah. I've said this so many times and, and and I know, Robert, I've said it to you while we've actually been in jobs is that we're very fortunate to do the job that we actually do because we're always out and about. It's always different. We don't know what's going to happen next. We love it. We'll have a laugh. We have a joke. This is how the podcast started really well, it from, is. Yeah, from my, chats, right. yeah. my chats in the office and in the car on the way, on the way to various jobs and things yeah, we've chatting. had to turn it down a little bit though <laughs> for, for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> um and that's how that that's how all of that starts so, so no i wouldn't change a thing but i think it's more my advice would be to study business as much as photography and let your yeah. you know my dad never wanted me to be a photographer he always said to me it's not it's not a proper job <laughs> you know he just to me now it's not you know you, you do it i know you love it and i know it's your hobby but go and find a proper job and then you can take photos in your spare time that was, <laughs> yeah. you know and, that's, um, yeah now, in actual that's fact, a lack of understanding of it is however of, of, of the job however in many ways what if i said to my dad was i'm going to go and study business and my dad would have been yeah great fantastic the business okay. of but you wouldn't have done though this is my point no, I, I, no, yeah. when, when you're that age your yeah. passion was yeah. photography it yeah. wasn't business yeah, right, oh, yeah. I mean I'm getting that tell yeah. you what it certainly wasn't mine mm. yeah I think um, a few people are passionate about business when you're 15, 16 it's not really yeah. what you're passionate about I don't know I mean, maybe that's uh, changed actually, a bit I think that's changed Robert I think there are there are people that want to no, be... I disagree. They want to... They want to <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the type of person. And I suppose yeah. the type of person who gets into something like photography, it's the arts area. Yeah. And it, mm. there is a different mentality there, mm. generally. Obviously, that, that you can't tire everyone with the same brush, as it were. Mm. But, no. Um, but, but if, generally... If you're, business, when I, though, if you're talking business, I don't think people are passionate... At, at school about business because business is vague isn't it it's very like open-ended yeah business business of what if you're entrepreneurial then you're in the, yeah. your, your passion is probably making money mm. you know yeah. if you've got a strong interest in business it's probably a, a passion for making money you want to be successful mm. but it's not business as such do you know what i mean yeah yeah the, mm. if you're passionate about a business you, you can be passionate about a business whether that's photography or whether it's um you know having a retail shop of some sort or, or whatever it is mm. i think that's do you, do you see what i'm trying to say there yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. different like that. that that's what i was trying to say there anyway yeah i mean how are you guys at school how are you guys at maths were you any good did you enjoy i it? was shocking at maths i was i think i'd quite camp. enjoy it now i was middle ground really i wouldn't say yeah, i was amazing i was awful 
I was awful at maths. And I hated it. Yeah. Uh, A lot better now because you kind of have to be, don't you? And I suppose things. um, But yeah, I mean, so there you go. I mean, there's one thing we all have in common right there is Mm. maths. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So so we wouldn't at that age then go, right, I'm going to look at business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you know? Because our passion was somewhere else. Yeah. But I think that mentality's changed because I know when I was at school, it was always about job. And then there was a whole thing about job for life, get a job, you know, get into an industry where you get a job for life. Nowadays, it is it is very different. I think they just, you know, the, I mean, the jobs market has changed. The jobs that will exist mm. in 30, there are jobs that just don't exist now that will exist in the next 10, 20 years time. That we would yeah, have, used to you think know, work, working at a bank was a safe job, right? Of course, that's right, yeah. That's not yeah. the case anymore. No, of course. I don't think any job's Working for someone like Debenhams. I mean, also yeah, you've heard exactly. the, the, the sad news today about Debenhams. Has yeah, that's right, been yeah. bought out. And it's only the the web, the online presence has been bought out. Yeah, not, that's right. Not the stores, the stores not are going to. Yeah, that's right. Which is but, yeah. awful. But I suppose I, I suppose we, you know we've all done it for the love of photography, and that's why and that's why I continue to do it because I, I do love doing what I do, and yeah, and it opens up different worlds. You're out about. I couldn't I couldn't sit in an office all day every day, and I've been no. fortunate not to have had that that sort of role. Um, but actually, fact, going back to saying that, and, and I do, I have noticed that a lot of photographers that I do come across have probably done what I've actually said that they've had a background in marketing and business, and they now do photography. I have noticed that they, there are a lot of photographers that are actually in that situation, whether they've had to change direction because what, for whatever reason, whether they've had to or they were forced to. Um, I, I, but I don't think people get into business to think, right? I'm going to become a photographer. You know, no, uh, I, in the I long don't. run. So, but no. you know, but interesting. Be interesting to hear what other people think. Is there anyone out there that, that specifically yeah. got into photography to make lots of money? Um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because good luck. There are people that have made a lot of money. You, you can make. Uh, yeah, you can make yeah. a good living out yeah. of it. I mean, you know, if it wasn't a ridiculously bad living, then none of us, you know, yeah, it would be right. a hobby. We wouldn't, wouldn't be it? here. That's right. Um, yeah. But it's not like you, you're not going to get your, you know mansion in monaco or anything like that really is very 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 few people yeah in the photography area who, who are, who's going to do that yeah it's it's, uh, it's it's like footballers isn't it i suppose you have your premier league footballers but for every premier league footballer how many kids are on trials somewhere at some club and whatever and what, what league are we in what league are we in? <laughs> oh, I'm not even. I'm not even the Vauxhall Conference, mate. I don't even know if Conference is still around. No, you're, but, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what I mean? There, there, there is going to be those those few those few who either by luck or by graft or, or the big six both or, or or whatever. Yeah, you're going to get. And they're all the Premier League footballers, but you know, there's a lot of other footballers that you don't hear about who are grafting and doing yeah. what they love. And I'd suggest that's the same with photography. Yeah, I guess it's true, yeah. Now, I want to I want to change the subject. I want to move on something because I don't know whether this is new, and I, I, uh, but I've, I've come across this new gadget, which is called a... Uh, it's called the, the Super Secret Spy Lens. And, um, <laughs> right. Why have you been looking for one of these then, Cam? Well, I don't know, but I've come across. Crikey. I've come across. Does this fit on your Leica? Right, okay, yeah. Well, I've come across. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, come, got, it comes free with the eight thousand pound I've, Leica of James I've Bond. I've got something camera. to. I've got some Whatever breaking news from Leica for you coming up as well. But I'm going to go oh, through this have first. You? I have. I have indeed. Okay. Now, this super secret spy lens is fantastic. You know, because a lot of the a lot of photographers these days, particularly when it comes to weddings. It, they 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 go on about you know we're really unobtrusive you don't know that we're really there on the day we leave you to enjoy your wedding day or say you're a photojournalist or paparazzi even well this new bit of kit um, what it really allows photographers to go and do is to take photos without anybody actually even being aware that you're actually even even really taking a photo or at least taking the photo that they think that you're taking and but you could right. be standing there with this big DSLR now. Essentially, what it is is it's a, a t- I want you to imagine this. Imagine a, <laughs> a tube. Sorry, I'm just looking at the picture of it now. <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine, imagine a tube, okay, yeah, a black tube that looks like you know that it's, that looks like it's got a lens on the end. So it looks like a camera lens. Now, what this does is that this fits onto it, screws onto the end of your camera lens like a filter would. Okay, so you screw it on, and it's like attaching another lens onto your lens. And at the front of this tube, it looks like a camera lens. But it's not actually a lens, it's a fake lens. Because on the, side lens. Of, on the side of the tube that you attach, is a big hole. 
And in there is, a, is uh, I think it's a, like a mirror mechanism. So what happens is that uh, when you point your camera straight in front of you, somebody is going to think that you're shooting the, the subjects that, that's obviously straight in front of you where you're pointing your camera. But this hole that's in your lens, in, in, this, in this little thing, I'm not explaining this very well, is on your left. And the mirror uh, is, uh, uh, deflects the image that you're looking at into your viewfinder. So what, it's basically like a periscope, isn't it? Yeah, although you're looking straight, you know, you're looking at your viewfinder and pointing your camera straight in front of you, you're actually shooting what is directly to your left. Or better still, you can rotate the tube and it will shoot whatever's on your right, like, you know, like a 90 degree turn. So someone, people are not going to have any idea that you're actually taking a picture. They're not going to so have a clue. that would be quite good for like some tabletop stuff, wouldn't it, as well? If you're trying to get straight over the top of something, you don't have to bend over yeah. it now. You can just kind of like, you know, or if you're not using a boom, you can just look yeah. through, you can't you, and go straight down. <laughs> no, also, so, yeah, if you're trying to yeah. get above a crowd of people, all you have to do is look up. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the yeah, possibilities true, true. are endless. I, is, I, I think it's great. But now there's two Can other things that this, then? Uh, there's two other things. Okay, that I've also come across, and uh, in actual fact, just going back to that, uh, it, it says the description says this is meant to fit on the end of your SLR, SLR DSLR zoom lens. This this uh, this guy has a secret cutout on the side and a precision mirror assembly inside. In short, you can shoot left, right, up and down because it swivels 360 degrees all while appearing to shoot straight ahead. It's fantastic. Okay. Now, I've got... I actually now, love that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Right. Now here's How something. much is it? Do we know how much it is to buy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Ah, here it is. It's actually on Amazon. Um, and I'm looking oh, to see it? how much it is actually on Amazon. It doesn't give a price, unusually. Okay, right. Anyway. Oh, out so, of stock, probably. Yeah, next thing. Okay, so we'll try so and link up for that. But there's two other things that are really... I think, now, these are really useful. Tell me that these aren't useful. There you are, okay? You're, you're, you're out there on a shoot and your battery goes down on your camera. Okay, fine. You've got a spare battery in your pocket or you go to your camera bag. You know, uh, you, you switch the battery, fine. But there have been times when we've all been in the situation when we're shooting and the, and the battery's gone down. I think, oh no, you know, what am I going to do? I go, you know, I haven't got my spare battery or whatever. This is a solar powered camera strap. Okay. Where it's now, I've not really read the details probably, but it says it's still a concept in stage, but this cool solar powered camera strap will make sure you won't miss, miss another shot because of battery problems. So it's made sh- in somewhere where it has a lot of sun. It's a camera strap, obviously. It wraps, a, you know, put it around your neck, but it's solar powered. So it, ba- it powers your battery while you're shooting. How good is that? Tell me that's such a good that's such a good invention. That is good actually. <laughs> now for the last it's one, not going to work over here though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> now it's just cloudy all the time. Right now for the last one, and I think this is even better. Okay, how, how often have you been in a situation where you don't have a tripod and you say, "Oh God, I've got the oh, oh, I haven't got time to go and get my tripod. I left it in the car. I've got to go and get it. I need the tripod. I'm going to miss the shot." And you just don't have it. So, and you can't put it on anything because you haven't got a brick wall, you haven't got a chair, you've got nowhere to put your camera on, and you need to get just that little bit of height. Okay. okay. So, or you've Where's just forgotten going? your tripod. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is something new. Okay. This is called the bottle cap tripod. Now, what it is, is need a tripod in a GIF. This is grab the nearest soda or water bottle and stick on the bottle cap tripod, and you're set. Ah. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm so we're talking about like, like a small bottle of water, cola, yeah, or water or yeah. whatever, yeah. And you take off the cap, yeah, and you screw on this tripod and you put a DSLR on top of this. Well, the picture like shows one pound fifty bottle of coke with a three grand body on it or something. Now, the, to be yeah. sure, to be honest, the picture shows just a, uh, one of the smaller cameras, the point and shoot cameras. Okay, to right. be fair. Okay. However, yeah. you know, th- there is something there that, you know, that there's an option there that, um, you know, where if you haven't got it, that could be your only resort. And the chances are you've got a water bottle on you. Or if you haven't, I'm sure there's a shop nearby. It's probably not selling a tripod, but it's going to yeah, sell Yeah, but if, you, if you've got time to nip to the shop, you've got time to go nip to your car and get the tripod out of the boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one's a dud for me, Cam. It- yeah, that, that, that one is a bit of a dud for me too. But is it, uh, has it got, the only thing I would say though, which might not make it a dud, has it got like phone attachments to it? Like, can it hold a phone? 
Well, it yeah, because it's got the uh, yeah. I'm sure it does. I'm sure there's no, an that adapter. Means it doesn't. I'm sure. That I've, means it doesn't. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Apple will do an adapter for it. <laughs> your team not confirm this, Cam. <laughs> no, I need to speak to your no. interns. However, you I was saying that was the last thing. There is one more thing, and this is not to do with actually using your camera like the spy lens, like the solar powered strap, uh, the 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 screw cap, <laughs> the st- screw top tripod. Um, it's great, but this is a bit. This is a bit of jewellery, and I think some of you might be quite interested. You know, do, 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 do you both wear a watch? Uh, I'm not right now, but when you I used to go outside, do you wear a bracelet at all? No. no. Okay. Now, not not separating the men and the women here, but you know, women are probably more likely to be wearing jewellery than the guys are here. This is a. Um, it's like a bracelet, but it's the, the the front part of a lens. You know, if you've got the. the the lens if you if you broke off part of it and pulled it you could you could wear it around your wrist uh, like a bracelet i'm not explaining it so it's well. like it's like like the like the, the rim of the lens almost yeah 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 it's like the rim of the lens and it's just like a bracelet that you put on and it says photographer craig arnold broke his lens and began designing a unique link of jewelry and this jewelry can be seen so if you want to buy your photographer partner the ideal present. Forget the tripod and all of those things. Um, why don't you go to uh, this uh, this uh, photography jewellery uh, website? No, which will try and link don't, on. don't forget the tripod. Don't forget the tripod. Don't forget the tripod. Yeah, it's the weird, it's the weird and wonderful world of photography. In it is, isn't it? That's like stuff, uh, isn't it? Hawkins Bazaar section with cam that is isn't it yeah perhaps we can turn that to a weekly feature what's cam found on online this time Uh, i've got some cracking news on leica as well but we'll we'll come on to that because mark i think you were going to well i've got some yeah yeah i've got some news about nikon and this is i suppose it's not okay on the face of it's a nikon story but i think it's generally a story about dslrs and and where the market's going um because nikon um i mean i was looking around uh, both nikon rumors and um according to Tech Radar as well, um, Nikon have announced that the D3500 and the D5600 are now archive products in Japan. Mm. Um, so for those who don't know what those cameras are, these are like the budget area of the DSLR range, of, of Nikon's DSLR range. Um, so if you're uh, an amateur hobbyist and you wanted a DSLR this, and you wanted a Nikon one, then this is the range you would, you would go for. Um, so apparently, uh, Nikon rumors saw that uh, the two models, which I mean, they are quite old. I mean, they're very, very capable cameras in that in that range, uh, but they are quite old, um, and they've been listed um, on Nikon Japan website as old products. Um, however, these models will still be uh, sold um, in other regions and countries uh, for the time being. Um, and Nikon added that you know they plan to continue selling these products um, for the time being, but. Um, for areas other than Japan, but they will consider the optimal timing of discontinuation based on the needs and the market and customers. So that basically says they're on their way out. Mm, it's interesting, interesting because you know the student. Whenever students have said or someone says to us, "I want to buy a camera. I want to buy a DSLR. What shall I buy?" And yeah. if, if they're beginners, and the first camera I would always point them out to is be some. I'd say something like or whatever the equivalent is to the Canon, the, the Nikon three thousand two, three thousand two hundred. Um, that was like my go-to thing. I'd say, look, or find whatever the yeah. Canon equivalent of that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're gonna, yeah. and there is a Canon equivalent to that. And it's the ideal camera. It's the ideal camera to it's the start best entry point. learning yeah. how to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And they seem to be stopping that then, Nikon. Well, yeah. there are rumours that the Z30, which is mirrorless, mm. will be the successor. That's where it's going. Of right. Is that is okay. the Z30 out? Is that out, or is it? Is that a, is I'm not that a sure planned if, release? I know the Z50 is out, and that's Nikon's crop sensor mirrorless. Yeah, but um, this is no, this is the Z30, so I don't right, think that's okay. out yet. So they're expanding um, the range. So yeah, I and mean, I think that's probably where DSLRs go. I mean, I, I still at the moment, oh, the way the technology is, DSLRs will still be around, especially for sports photographers, because of the yeah. the viewfinder lag. Uh, obviously yeah. in actual fact though speaking to to Terry Donnelly earlier last yeah. year he's a sports photographer and he, he swears by the Sony A9 series and that's yeah. what he uses for all of the sports I, stuff I, with, with, with yeah, almost no the lag though <laughs> the, 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 the lag is 
it's more it's more uh, just a strange occurrence when you switch from an optical viewfinder to electronic viewfinder although there yeah. is the tiniest bit of lag there i don't think you'd miss any shots from it well i was reading up that a lot of sports photographers don't like this lag um I, they didn't well, name yeah i didn't see well, any names or whatever <laughs> um, well well this is it this is <laughs> about joking, yeah. you, you can't you can't sort of you know there's a big range of people isn't there in the sports photography oh world. yeah some yeah, people might yeah. get on with it some some people don't um it i suppose it depends on what kind of sports you're f- photographing as well That's right. um you know i'd imagine formula one if there is that little lag maybe that would be a problem i don't I know i think i'd imagine um, though when I'm you're shooting at really high frames per second you know with your continuous shooting that it must get to a point if you're timing your shot for motion and movement and you're doing you're shooting at say uh, 11 frames a second i think is what the a9 does or it might be a bit less than that yeah um really are you going to notice any input lag in the viewfinder because or not input lag but any lag in the viewfinder because if you're shooting continuous anyway it's just going to be rattling off shots and you're you're capturing that sequence that area of motion mm. aren't you of what's happening on the in the sporting moment so well apparently so Okay. apparently some of them do um like i say it's it, it's not i mean for the sort of work that we do like weddings and studio photography it's not a problem um and i think when that i mean eventually that lag will disappear won't it um and then it won't be an issue and that's when i think we really will see the demise of the dslrs but i do find it it's kind of weird now that budget wise for the budget cameras it is going to be mirrorless and and that's that's the way it's going to go. I think, yeah, I think a lot, um, of, say, I a think lot of people think it might be. Sorry, go on, Robert. <laughs> that's right, Camigo. Honestly, I was going to say I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by that, particularly because you know people have got this notion that you know I want to go and buy a decent camera because I want to be able to take decent photos, and you're going to walk into the into Wex or Camera World or whatever, and they're going to be they're going to be handed over a, a mirrorless camera and think, oh, yeah, but that's not that, you know I want it. I wanted something like that, that one over there. What do you mean, that DSLR? No, that was continued, discontinued five years ago. This is what it is now. You know, people's perception yeah. of just having a bigger camera. I want to get a bigger camera because I want to be able to take better pictures. I think actually <laughs> you know, we're, yeah. we're almost giving too much credit here to um, mirrorless bodies coming into the into the spotlight. I think actually what's got a massive, uh, what plays a massive factor in this now is that people that have a keen interest in photography don't need to go out and buy a camera. They've got their phones. And you look at any any modern smartphone that's come out in the last couple of years, um, the, the the quality on these smartphone cameras now is just getting a bit ridiculous. Um, certainly yeah, on things I'll like the new iPhone 12 and this brand new, it's not come out yet, but the Samsung Galaxy S21, um, 108 megapixel camera it's got on it. Um, obviously, okay, so we're, not, we're not competing yeah, here with the quality of mirrorless bodies and DSLRs, but to your average user that's got a basic interest in photography, phones cost a lot of money these days. And they come with three or four lenses on the back now. Um, why they don't yeah. want to go out and buy a three hundred pound well, old DSLR? Because even a three hundred quid old DSLR is an old DSLR. Hmm. Um, well, technology's going. Technology's getting small. I mean, I suppose the downside yeah. with phones, as we know, is you're not going to yield a good size print from those, no matter yeah. how good those phones are. So it's got its. Uh, actually, got, no, I, I disagree there. You get right, great okay, quality well, prints out of out of phone what pictures size? now. What, but what size though? You see, you see a lot of the. Um, if you go, if you went back down, <laughs> let me start that again. If you start to go down, uh, I'm going to start that again. So when you, <laughs> all over the place here, lads. Not what's happened to me. <laughs> I remember. I'm going to start again. I remember. <laughs> bloody hell! I remember going down the London Underground some uh, some time ago, a few years back, and they had the adverts under the tunnels in the tunnels there where mm. the trains come by. Yeah. And uh, they had big billboards there promoting the new iphone cameras and yeah. the pictures on the billboards were printed off of iphone cameras yeah, um, yeah. that's a whole but marketing billboards thing are there. yeah but billboards aren't great quality no they're not and also and the also the, the other thing I, and I, i've seen those adverts and it really annoys me because oh yeah we got this from mm. the iphone whatever or the samsung whatever and yeah okay you may have done but what you're not seeing is probably the light rig that they also used with it to because I tell you what, especially back then when I saw those adverts, mm. the blacks were still awful on those phones. And I think if you print, um, I think if you print the same image out on a, a a ten by ten by eight or a sixteen by twelve on proper photographic paper, you'd you'd think actually that's not that doesn't. I don't know. I've printed some pretty good pictures from my phone even just this in the last year. I've just started doing it just a bit of a test, and mm-hmm. I've been well happy with some of the stuff I've got off my phone. Yeah, I'm not saying I never use it professionally, yeah. but to bet the thing is, guys, to your average person that wants to take pictures now, they're not going to go out and buy 
an entry level DSLR oh, I agree. anymore. Unless yeah, they actually want the to take partake person... in unless they actually want to take partake properly in the in the hobby or interest to photography where they want to expand and buy different lenses and all that sort of mm. thing. The family camera now is a phone camera. And that's why oh, yeah. You, yeah. that's why that's all gone. Yeah, but I mean the family camera. I mean, my dad had a uh, an SLR, but the family camera wasn't really an SLR. In, you know, when we went on holiday, it was like I don't know the yeah, Pentax Zoom. Zoom but you still yeah. bought camera a camera, already, though, didn't you? Yeah, a camera Who was I still did. bought, or someone still bought a camera though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. And, I, and, and what you're saying with the phones, that, 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 and, and you're right in saying where they do compete with, say, the digital Lexus or or you know what you know was it the Fine Picks. That the Nikon, yeah, Fuji Fine Picks, you know, yeah, yeah. oh, Fuji Fine, yeah. it was Fuji Fine Picks. Nikon did the cool picks, oh, it was cool picks, cool yeah. picks. That was it, yeah. Um, you know, and yes, I agree with you there, Rob. I, I, the phones do actually um, compete with that. Um, I think if you're buying a, an SLR, there's a reason why you're buying an SLR. Back in the film days, or even now, um, that there's a an additional interest in photography that you wouldn't necessarily get with your phone with the compact camera or, or whatever it is i'm not disagreeing with you when you say that you know if you're going on holiday and you want to take some great photos of you the family a phone will be great you know i'm, I'm not saying otherwise um but there's still a difference to i want to take pictures i want to explore photography um whether it's dslr or, or now i suppose mirrorless um because as i say well, there's people that still that. want to shoot film, aren't there? There's people that want to go back and shoot yeah. film. They want to, yeah. uh, you know, they want to do some of their own black and white printing at home. They want to get in the dark room, stick a red light on. It still has an interest. I, I guess that's a specialist, you know, uh, yeah. a more uh, a, a much smaller market. And I, I, I guess that Robert's talking more about the the mass market when it comes to phones, which I get. I mean, that you know, the, the phones yeah. have replaced but, the old Kodak Insta cameras, yeah. the, the old disc camera, whatever it was called, you yeah. know. But like I say, when I was working at Jessup's, the most the, the cameras we sold the most were the compact cameras. It wasn't yeah. the SLRs. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it never was. Yeah. It, uh, you know, people who wanted an SLR actually had more of an interest in photography as, as an art form, maybe. I don't yeah. know if that's a bit too um, sort of airy-fairy kind of uh, wording, but do you know what I mean? They, they mm. wanted to explore not just different lenses, but also... The, the, obviously lens quality because lenses were so small on yeah. those compact cameras as mm. they are with phones I mean there's a lot of equivalents here um, yeah. but you know and you did get the bigger lenses that are better in darker conditions and all mm. that kind of stuff which a phone will still struggle with but you know there's also the feel as well picking up a camera and feel like you're taking a picture and that's I think what a lot of people you sort of think why they get into photography it's picking up that camera and having that camera in your hand and just bringing it up to your eye and the whole mechanism and working with it you feel mm. Like you're actually working with something, it's, it it feels very different to, um, you know, to uh, picking up a phone and taking a camera. Regardless of the quality of the images, people just love the the feel of picking up that camera and moving around with it, and yeah. maybe switching. Can lenses. I jump in there, guys? Yeah, yeah. because I I'm just playing devil's advocate here, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not saying anytime soon a phone is going to replace a professional camera for professional use, right? But I'm not suggesting you are. Yeah, but um, but I actually I've been I've been taking a lot of pictures on my phone in the last year since I upgraded, and because I know the cameras are getting better, I want to test it out. Mm. I remember when Nayland got his phone, the Google Pixel cam, a couple of years back, we were amazed mm. by the quality of, of the yeah, camera on right. that, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. And um, and I've I've got to be honest, I've really enjoyed doing it to the point where I've thought about you know obviously Henry was born in November. I've taken more pictures yeah. of him on my phone. I suppose it's ease of access. Uh, than I have on my on my cap my professional camera, yeah. Um, yeah, and I've actually enjoyed it more because it's it's just easy. And I think you just pick the camera up, don't you? And you just and you just do it. And yeah. um, I think that there are people that would have bought a DSLR entry level as a family camera back in the day because they wouldn't have known what camera to get, and they'd see an entry level DSLR. And I think that definitely would have happened because I've seen it happen as well. I've seen people that have gone well, out and bought uh, that sort of I mean, of this is where I disagree, Rob, because uh, as I said before, you know, when I worked for Jessup's, the, the cameras that were sold mostly were compact cameras. It wasn't DSLRs or, or even SLRs. But I don't know, think compact cameras have been was... a thing for the last 10 years, probably. Not compact really popular. Cameras. Compact cameras, I wouldn't say they're no, no, not that at all. popular. That's the market time. the phone's that's the market the phone's gone for. Mm. Um, mm. And and like like you and, and you're right, you know, those cameras won't won't be in service anymore um, unless you want a particular one with a big sensor or a rangefinder or, or something like that. But, the, you know, one of my favourite cameras I had, especially when I was at uni, and this is back in the film days, was the Olympus Mew 2. 
Um, had a 2.8 lens on it. It was, I think it was 35 mil. So no zoom or anything on it. It was great in low light. And that would be the camera I would not use anymore because of my phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And yeah. Okay. No, that's a fair point. I mean, I'm not saying I know for sure. I'm, I'm just think I'm assuming that's probably happened because, well, I think there must be a, at least a small portion of the market that have stopped buying entry level cameras because of popularity of, of smartphone cameras now. There must be perhaps, so. a, perhaps a population that went for the bridge cameras, maybe. I, 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 I think we'll perhaps have to agree to disagree on this one, maybe. Yeah, well, not, not that to. I've got any hard evidence, but um, <laughs> you need to, you need to bring that the thing is, I've got my team, my, 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 my interns are always feeding back to me, always feeding back to me. But I think that um, I think that what these what would be smart for camera companies to do, and Leica have actually done it, would be to jump on that smartphone bandwagon and start producing the lenses for. Or the or the image the the sensors and the cam the camera functionality for these smartphones and Leica produce the lenses don't they for the Huawei phones they manufacture those mm. and I think that's a smart move because well Leica are a high quality brand anyway aren't they they're a, they're a luxury brand and if you see Leica on the back of a smartphone you you associate that with quality all of a sudden and, Leica you know, and Zeiss did that a lot back in the days as well yeah that's right yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. really yeah. really smart and I think. I could be wrong here. They might already be doing it and I might just not know it. But if they if they are doing it, they should definitely scream and shout about it because, you know, why aren't Nikon producing the lenses and, and sensors and all, you know, all, the, all the camera functionality for Samsung, et cetera, et cetera. I know Sony have got their their camera functionality now in, in their smartphones yeah. coming out and they, they say the alpha technology is in it and whatnot. So it's a bit different. But, you know, mm. I think, you know, Canon could be doing that. That carries a lot of weight, that, doesn't it? And then they slip back into that um, kind of family camera, entry-level camera realm again. Um, I'm yeah. talking out my bum here, really, because yeah. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, really I'm know. Like, yeah. I don't really I, know I mean, all the fact it about it. Quite but... I find it quite interesting that the conversation has gone this way because, for me, it was really about a story of the demise of the DSLR. You know, when you see the mm. budget going but actually we've ended up talking about phones which i found yeah yeah i think that answers quite a lot of the question really the way well, because I, I would argue and again i've got no sources got no sources but i would argue that smartphones have had a bigger impact on the camera cells than any mirrorless system ever has oh i'm for, sure they have, the yeah. Com commercially yeah for the absolutely, market, i'd agree with yeah. that i would yeah. say industry-wide yeah. surely surely it has it must have killed well, so suppose, many camera cells well the mass market has a massive impact into the industry i mean i think the professional industry maybe not so much but but yeah for for the people who i used to sell compact cameras to i mean this just killed that market phone mm. absolutely yeah. killed it yeah. it's, in, it's interesting discussion yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking uh, talking about um uh, you know the development of cameras and things um first of all kevlar do you know what kevlar is bulletproof Mm. Material, Bullet, yeah, yeah, bulletproof material, stab proof, do. stab yeah. proof. Yeah, it's it's a heat resistant and strong synthetic fibre, and uh, it has been. Oh, did, you just, to... did, you, did you just lay that off the top of your head? Did you? I, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> It also has a high tensile strength as well, Robert. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. And the amount, of, and it takes a huge amount of energy to make its fibre stretch even a little. But yeah, it can stop. It can stop a bullet. It, it you know, it can it can stop a bullet, but. The whole uh, reason why I'm saying this is Kevlar is uh, is this in it's incredible material, and we know that Leica have this year or last year they introduced the 007 model, uh, which are fantastic, <laughs> and then they introduced the Leica <laughs> like monochrome, which is we can, you know, we can agree on this mark at least that that was <laughs> yeah yeah, we're, I'm, I, yeah. Right, a camera. <laughs> A camera shoots, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the Leica monochrome, which only shoots black and white. How ingenious is that? You know, the 007. Ingenious. Oh, genius. Come on, Cam. No. No. Okay, so so the thing is, is Leica have done it again. They've done it again. Well, haven't we got something a little sorted here, Rob? Uh, yeah, we've been playing <laughs> well, around. You don't know much about this, but um... we we know that Cam's a massive Leica Leica. You're going to be a Leica, do. even though he doesn't own a Leica. But <laughs> we, we've no. dubbed him the Leica boss. So we've got a little a little line boss. for you. <laughs> What's coming up? Am I being confused? Terrible in execution. Terrible. Oh my word! Like that our, uh, <laughs> we're going to sound like some random radio show if we keep this up. That was. <laughs> we'll. <laughs> like a boss. 
Okay, right. So Leica have made a camera that uh, is made, let's call it, Leica is, this camera is made with Kevlar and ready for battle. Can you believe that, eh? Oh, for God's sake. Do they actually make any proper gear anymore? <laughs> They're right no, in the this, Bloody okay. hell. Leica's M10P range gets tough with a limited edition reporter model. It's the reporter model. Green and black. It says lots of cameras these days can boost that they are weatherproof and feature seals to prevent moisture or dust entering the camera, making them suitable for harshing for use in harsh conditions. Leica have, however, have taken things to the next level with the release of the M10P Reporter, a limited edition version of the camera that is ready for battle. Now, it's 24 megapixel full frame rangefinder mirrorless camera, uh, hugely popular with street photographers and reportage style photojournalists. It's, uh, and the camera is distinctive both inside and out with a classic retro chic Leica styling and features a vast ISO range of 100 to 50,000. Um, and uh, it goes on to say the limited edition reporter model kicks things up a gear or two and sees the introduction of what Leica call a particularly scratch resistant finish and Kevlar camera trim. Of course, Kevlar is a synthetic fiber frequently used in the production of ballistic protective clothing and adds an additional layer of protection for photographers. <laughs> Working what? in unfriendly what? What a load of nonsense. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is so. Are they claiming that this camera's bulletproof? It says here that, uh, like, it says that through exposure to natural UV rays, the camera's body armor will gradually turn the same color as it tops the base plate, as its top and base plate. What's more, the Kevlar does more than simply make the MTP look like uh, look, look even as the cool armor's diamond weave texture makes the like an M10P reporter, especially grippy and comfortable to hold. You can tell that just by looking at the pictures. The photographers see that all of the camera's engravings are inlaid with light green rather than the usual white standard. Um, and it's worth noting this is really a limited edition model with Leica explained that only 450 units of the, L, the Leica M10P reporter being made available worldwide. How Do incredible like is that? anything that isn't limited? How incredible is that? No, but that's what just wants to make some sort after. Brilliant. Another what's, one I'm going to be getting. Another one for the shelf that I'm going to be getting. Is that right, Kim? Yeah. What, what's, what's incredible about it, though? I don't, I don't understand. So oh, if you're I've going just into, like... Um, <laughs> this is on-the-spot Leica reporting. This is... That, it's just I'm just bringing up a picture of this. I want to see what this looks like. Um, yeah. I kind of do. I think price-wise... I mean, it does look pretty cool, actually, I have to price say. Price-wise, price wise, I think they've got it about right. It's uh, £7,100. I think it uh, comes in a, a good price, which, you know, that's that's Leica for you. You're going to be paying for that, the, the Kevlar treatment. And you're looking at it, Robert, and, it, you know... It looks kind of cool, but, I mean, for how much does it cost? It costs... £7,100. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, that's eight thousand. Just over the eight, just almost nine thousand dollars. Do you know what they like are have done it again? They are absolutely again, they? kidding themselves. They cracked it. Why don't they again? just make yeah. better cameras? Never mind this bloody James Bond bollocks, Kevlar rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just no need for it to have Kevlar on it, is there? I mean, what, what are you going to do with it? Is it going to protect you from a from a from a armed robber or something? I mean, blimey, they're not going to want to shoot at that camera if it's. That amount, they're going to want to nick it. <laughs> well, you look what happens, hang on, hang on a minute. You know, you know that you're going to be safe with that camera. That camera is not going anywhere. That camera is not going to be damaged. You know that you're going to be getting. Yeah, those but you pictures. might. And <laughs> hang on, why is that camera not going anywhere? You look at this. It's got yeah. probably about. It's probably got less than a one millimeter. It's probably got a zero point five mil thick Kevlar bit around the around the middle of the body. Okay, so that's going to do nothing. <laughs> It's you know, not, people get precious with their cameras. I've heard people say, oh, oh, it's raining. I can't get my camera outside. Oh, my, my camera might get you a little bit wet. You don't need Kevlar for that. No, you but that's how people, for oh people are so precious with their cameras. Robert, you're precious with your camera with this one. Well, yeah, because they cost about £8,000. Yeah, yeah, I'm precious with it because I, <laughs> I cannot would be very to precious with my Leica if it's, if it's yeah. that much. That well, is crazy. I, personally, I think Leica have, have cracked it again. Good, good on you, Leica. I think, I think the head of their R&D... Or marketing, or whatever, it's probably going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> That's what I think. I'd love to get them on the show, Leica. We're calling you out here on the photography bar. Yeah, let's get, in, get, get you in touch. on. Let's right, three yeah, explain top, yourselves. They've done it. Three top cameras: the Leica 007, the Leica Monochrome, and the Leica Reporter. You know what more can you say? That's innovation. That is Nikon aren't doing it. What? Canon aren't doing it. Sony aren't doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
If we had a phone line, yeah, Cam, I'd, argue, I'd argue you're trying to get people to phone up and get a reaction out of them. But we ain't got <laughs> yeah. a phone line. Not no. at all. I'd argue you're doing your Adrian Durham, trying to get people to phone up or something. <laughs> That's right, yeah. No, not at all. I think, yeah. I, I, look at the, look at the, oh, these cameras. Why don't you buy one then? They look the business. I will get one one day. When, I've always, no, what are you doing I said, when I retire, I'm going to... only 450. They're going to go quick. When I when I said, when I retire, I'm going to I'm gonna get a like, I'm going to get rid of all my gear and everything. I'm going to get uh, a little like uh, and just... Finish my days off with the uh, Leica. But will you get a monochrome one? That's my plan. I may well do. I mean, there's going to be far more out there when I retire. You think I'm going to have the choice. The choice that I'll have. Well, well they have the then, same choice because they're all limited. <laughs> but then a few years later, Mark, you can, even, you can then get the Leica colour when they release that again. <laughs> Technicolor yeah. Leica. Or, or perhaps it'll be... Technicolor. Yeah. Perhaps it be Leica <laughs> RGB. Leica... What will it be? What else could they wrap their cameras in? Leica foil for the alien conspiracy theorists. Uh, you know, go... <laughs> like I don't know, maybe they go in con- go in, co- in like in cahoots with SpaceX or something. And it's like <laughs> yeah. space age metal. That's it. Yeah, probably like four hundred fifty Leica bodies made from uh, the from the SpaceX but my module. On, on the spot yeah. Leica report is now just coming to a close uh, for for this episode Crikey. here. Okay. Right. So. Well, I think on that note, guys, I think we we may as well wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so, that's yeah. probably a good idea. Let's get let's get out of here. That Leica stuff just sending me potty. Yeah. We'll sign off, we'll sign off. Well, it's been a very interesting show, and I think we all, we're all uh, we had some differing opinions there, which always makes for an interesting discussion. It'd be boring, guys, if we just agreed and everything, wouldn't it? And said, Yeah, I agree, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Mark, I right, agree, yeah, Cam, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we, the good thing is is that we do have different takes on things and we we, we have a little bar fight over it. Uh, and it's for the, the listeners to decide who comes out on top. Um, so, but I'd actually love to get some people's opinions on that on that Nikon story, for example. And um, and I'd love to get some opinions on what people think of the Leica, whatever they're doing next. Reporter. Um, PM10 <laughs> reporter. And also, yeah. actually, that thing we were talking about at the beginning shows. Why why did why did you get into photography in the first place? Yeah. Those of you that are in the business of photography in in the industry, actually working as photographers. Was it because well, you had a, we a never photography? That question. We didn't actually answer that question, did we, really? Mm, I think we'll keep that. Let's keep that for another... It's, <laughs> in fact, we'll ask, <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's ask one of our guests. When we have an, an, another guest on, we'll, we'll ask them and we'll throw that question at them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, in that say. case, let me just throw it out there. Chat at thephotographybar.co.uk. Get in touch with your opinions. Uh, leave comments on Facebook, any other social media where you see us pop up on Instagram, for example. Uh, make sure you like us, subscribe, follow, whatever it is on your podcast catcher. And we're going to see you on the next Photography Bar. Oh, bear with me, guys. <laughs> I was going to play the music again. I'll oh, count. Just put the music in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs>